0: This is SR1. All right, everybody, here we go. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show on News Talk STL. Every Sunday at 5 o'clock, join us for a dose of reality. No more corporate news bubble. Mercifully, the year 2022 has come to an end, and as Joseph Magoo Biden says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Summer, you can see it so you grab if you felt like the federal government was waterboarding you in well, 2022, you 2022 in rumor has it they plan on sticking needles in our eyes and beating us with rubber hoses in 2023. Happy New Year! You know, I was thinking last night, I hope we get more mandatory mask laws in 2023. When I see people smiling out in the sunshine, breathing fresh air without a mask on their face, I think, murderer. I hope we get more lockdowns, more small business closures. I hope we get more vaccines, more boosters, more gene therapies for the 85th variant or whatever we got going on nowadays. I hope the borders remain wide open. We don't need borders. I hope inflation goes through the roof because this is the track that Adolf Magoo Biden and the establishment have us on. And his minions, Biden's minions, are out there on Twitter and out there on social media talking about what a great 2022 Joseph Magoo Biden had. So I say we play the game, let's play along. More homelessness, more zombies walking around our inner cities, drug addicted, more fentanyl. We need more censorship. This whole freedom of speech thing is tired. More transgender men playing in girls' sports. There is nothing more fun to watch than a grown man with a beard playing against little girls in high school. Because... Girls have had a monopoly on girls' sports for way too long. More war, more threat of war, more war funding. We need more election fraud. We need higher taxes and more IRS agents. 87,000 will not be enough. I hope the media does a better job of creating racial strife. They kind of tailed off toward the back half of 2022. They need to get back at it. I hope digital currency comes. I'm ready for it. I hope Congress passes more 4,155-page bills that nobody read. More global governing. Everybody wants it. Give it to us. More Joe Biden. That guy is electric. I love it when he speaks. He motivates me. He touches my soul when he speaks. More business consolidation. More corporate power. We have to stop global climate change. we got to stop hate. If you watch the NFL, they got it right there on their helmets. we got to stop hate. I hope we get that done in 2023. We had the worst stock market in 2022. It's the worst since 2008. We need more pronouns. I don't like when people introduce themselves to me and don't give me their pronouns. I don't even know who you are. I want pronouns. Do not talk to me unless I get your pronouns in advance. And, of course, we need more or less white supremacy, however you want to look at it. Let me get to the died suddenly because, as you know, my belief is these gene therapies were at worst benign. They did no benefit. I don't believe they have any benefit. That can, if I can have that opinion, that's my opinion. But what I notice is after these mass vaccinations, uh, a lot of people are dying suddenly. So I want to give you an update every week about people that are dying out of the blue. Two ABC news reporters, or news producers, I should say, died. Dax Tejera, 37, had a heart attack. ABC 10, Erica Gonzalez, I believe that's in Arizona, she died suddenly. Bob Marley, or his grandson, Bob Marley's grandson, Joe Mercer, dead at age 31. Barbara Walters at 93. Pele at 82, and I just got to give you this quick story. I'm watching football the other day, and the Broncos are playing, and Tony Romo, is doing the game, and he makes mention that Demarius Thomas, who was a fabulous wide receiver for the Broncos, died. So I looked it up. I'd forgotten about it. He died December 9, 2021, something to do with seizures. He was 33 years old. Tony Romo was making the point that another Bronco, a running back by the name of Ronnie Hillman, he had some kind of cancer thing going on, died at 31. So I just happened to look up the story because Tony Romo said, not only did those two people die, but one of his favorite coaches, His son died suddenly. So as I'm looking that up, I see that Marion Barber, he was a running back for the Cowboys, 38. He died in June of 2022 under very mysterious circumstances. It's crazy. It's just it's every week more celebrities and more people you know are getting sick. Everybody that's vaccinated that I know keeps getting colds and flus and it gets worse and worse. What's going on? And can we talk about it? Isn't that what freedom of speech is supposed to be about? Aren't we supposed to talk about these things? I say it all the time about climate change, for example. If the media and the government were on the up and up, wouldn't there be a platform where we were were debating global climate change? I mean, we're sending million dollars. We're changing our entire energy policy on this fantasy that the world is melting. And nobody proves it to you. They say 97% of scientists agree. Remember, if you don't believe the science... You don't believe the science? You don't believe the science? How many times did you hear that back in the day? But we don't have a forum to debate that now. They tell you 97% of scientists agree. Therefore, global climate change is real. Man is making it. We got to change our energy policy and we have to send money all over the world. It's crazy talk. Here is a headline in the New Yorker. This is for real. It says the case for wearing masks forever. And then they have... Uh, medical officials talking about maybe we should be wearing masks on our face forever. This guy's name is Robert Reich out on Twitter. This is about the consolidation that I was talking about. Here's what he says. Wall Street has consolidated into five giant banks. Airlines have merged from 12 carriers in 1980 to four today. Think about what happened here with Southwest Airlines. A handful of drug companies control the pharmaceutical industry. Four giants control over 80% of meat processing. The evidence of corporate concentration is everywhere. Well, no kidding. How about the speech to to the Senate, or to Congress, I should say, by Vladimir, the king of Ukraine, Zelensky? He now is signing laws limiting the freedom of press and new media in Ukraine. Zelensky now has the power to find media outlets. And revoke licenses. He's turning it into an authoritarian government over there in Ukraine. And we stand and applaud. And we send him all kinds of money to defeat the dirty Russians. Let's get to Trump. You know my feelings on Trump. I just think the guy is either complicit in the game. uh, Or he is just not prepared to be the president of the United States. How could he have not known about Fauci, the FDA, and the CDC? That criminal organization. It's run by the pharmaceutical industry. Donald Trump took a million dollars from Pfizer for his inauguration. Telling everybody to go out there and get boosters and it's safe and effective when there was no testing on it. All you got to do is read the documents. They've been released everywhere. Pfizer, everybody's released these documents. There's no long-term study to to, to tell you whether these things are safe or not. I'm going to play an interview with a woman by the name of Catherine Austin Fitz a little bit later on in the show. She is on the Solari Reports. Solari.com, S O L A R I.com, does a fabulous job of kind of explaining what's really going on in the world. And I happen to agree with just about every word that she says. So maybe it's confirmation bias, but I love it. Here's Donald Trump. Now remember, uh, he was going to be subpoenaed. Everybody on the left thinks he's going to jail. They're going to perp walk him. Yellow, I'm sorry, orange jumpsuit. This is what he put out on his platform, Truth Social was just advised that the Unselect Committee of Political Thugs has withdrawn the subpoena of me concerning the January 6th protest of the crooked 2020 presidential election. They probably did so because they knew I did nothing wrong or they were about to lose in court. Perhaps the FBI's involvement in rigging the election played into their decision. In any event, the subpoena is dead. I keep telling you. Look at the January 6th thing. More evidence is coming out there. This Ray Epps guy gave testimony that he orchestrated people running into the Capitol building. He says he orchestrated. He's not in jail. Christopher Ray in Congress, when they asked him, did you have FBI agents inside the Capitol building waving people in, and he said, I can't talk about that. The American people don't need to know what's going on around here, but I can tell you for for sure that the FBI was involved in making that spectacle on January the 6th. It's a game. It's a media-driven It's a movie. I want to talk about the Arizona election. A lot of information has come out there. I'm going to get to that probably in the second segment. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast and now the radio show, we'll have a quick update on the club. The way these things tie together and how easy it is to diagnose what's going on in this world when you really stay focused on it. Uh, The club is so easy to see. These are people that are connected through schools, through old money, through pharmaceutical industries, through energy industries, through the banks. It's everywhere. How many of you out there know the guy? His name is Andrew Tate. He's some form of kickboxer or something of this nature. Uh, He's out on Twitter and all the social media sites. He's kind of a tool, if you know what I'm saying. He's always talking about his Bugattis and his women and this and that and the other. But he has some very solid points about how the system is run. He calls it the Matrix, which, you know, that's basically what it is. It's the Matrix. He's in jail. He got arrested. I can't tell you if it's a publicity stunt or what, but this guy goes out. Let me start with him. I'm just going to get him out of the way real fast because it's interesting. I get the feeling this might be a little bit of a setup because he goes out there and he rails on the establishment all of the time. And then out of the blue, he gets arrested and he's got these crazy charges that he's trafficking sex or what have you. Um, But he gets arrested in Romania. Here is an interview he did with Piers Morgan. Just take a listen to this. This is Andrew Tate with Piers Morgan before he gets arrested in Romania. Because it's a failed society and it's godless. I think it's disgusting. We leave our old people to rot in old people's homes. He's talking about the UK, FYI, because the war on free people is global. What we're experiencing here in the United States, right here in America, is what's going on around the Western world. One world government, global governing is the agenda. And the puppets within our DC establishment, and many around the States as well. Don't 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 kid yourself. But they are moving us toward a one world government based in the UN with the World Economic Forum. That's what's going on. Here is Andrew Tate. Let me finish this conversation he has going on with uh piers morgan go and then we sit there and say we don't have enough money for nurses i understand this nurse strike very well and how frustrating it can be if you walk into a hospital and the nurse is not prepared to work but the nurses would be prepared to work at the current wage if they believed this country was spending its money prudently when you see this country spending its money and just absolutely wasting it pulling out of thin air to fund proxy wars god knows where that has nothing to do with them of course as a nurse you're going to stand up and say well can't i get a pay rise this country has failed on every metric And especially our major cities. I've just come to London now. I made it very clear to my private jet pilot. I said, fuel the jet and leave it running. Because the second I'm finished talking to peers, I'm leaving this cesspit. It's disgusting. This country, and London as a whole, 10 years ago, was one of the most hospitable cities on Earth. Now you cannot walk around safely with a watch on. And you're a full-grown man. You're a full-grown adult. When's the last time there's been a serious problem in your life that you completely ignored and it fixed itself? I think that's a great point. Now, getting his jet ready and the whole thing, the guy comes off, I don't dig it. But to be honest with you, the point that when is the last time you just ignored reality and it worked out for you? It never does. Uh, he is being uh, imprisoned apparently for some form of uh, sex trafficking. Something I, I think he's involved in gambling and um, uh, only only fans or something of this nature. I'm not sure what it is, but I think it's a um, uh, it's the sex industry of some sort. So uh, he is being charged with sex trafficking. That leads me into this pedophile conversation that's going on. Here is Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano. This is what he puts out on Twitter. It will be a relatively small step to legitimize pedophilia, as certain politicians would like. The imposition of sexual education in primary schools at the recommendation of the United Nations and the attempts to pass legislation to lower the age of consent are all heading in the same direction. This is from Bo Snerdly on Twitter. Remember Bo Snerdly? He was the sidekick of Rush Limbaugh. He's got a headline from the Scottish Daily Express, and it says, Anger as police, Scotland rebounds pedophiles as minor attracted people. Rebrands, I'm sorry. Anger as police, Scotland police, I guess he should say, rebrands pedophiles as minor attracted people. That's what they want to call pedophiles now. Minor attracted people. Can you imagine this? Meanwhile, in Russia, this is from the Daily Mail, the headline says, Russian father who killed pedophile friend after finding footage of him raping his eight-year-old girl, how about that, is released from custody amid calls not to charge him with murder. So the people of Russia say you rape an eight-year-old and it's on film, no harm, no foul. Dad kills him, gets right out of jail. I like it. I think that's the way it should be. I mean, that is one of the most disturbing crimes in the world to rape an eight-year-old child i mean good lord what is going on stick with us we got to get into segment two i want to talk about the arizona election because people are going to let that slide right past them but the more you know about it the more you understand what went down there it is a microcosm of what they're doing in elections around the country stay with us we'll be right back everybody welcome back my name is rob carter and you are listening to the rob carter show as promised i will get into the arizona election and some people will say rob what do i care about the arizona election well you should care what happened in arizona is a microcosm of what's going on around the country with these elections they are targeted and they are manipulated if you're trying to be just nice stolen if you want to be just a little bit on the conspiratorial side. But when you hear of all the players and what they're attached to in Arizona, it'll blow your mind. But before I get to it, I want to stay on COVID for just a minute. Because COVID is right before us, and it just astounds me that more people aren't up in arms about all the lies that the establishment told us. Stick with me for just a minute. Let me recap it. I'm going to try to do this every week. I'm going to brainwash people into thinking clearly. They said if you took the vaccines, after a massive propaganda campaign, they said if you took the vaccines, you couldn't get COVID, then you got COVID. They said if you took the vaccines, you couldn't transmit it, now you're transmitting it. They said if you took the vaccines, you wouldn't go to the hospital, and now thousands around the country are in the hospital with flu-like symptoms, COVID, whatever you want to call it. Just that alone should raise your eyebrows as to what could be going on, especially when you see people around you all of a sudden dropping dead. Now, they can easily blame it on COVID. But if you talk to the unvaccinated, we're walking tall. We're feeling good. Not worried about COVID in the slightest and are very happy with our decision not to take the gene therapies. There's a new documentary out called Until Proven Otherwise. There's two cardiologists involved. The first one is Masim I'm sorry, Asim Malhotra, and the other is Peter McCullough. They are making the connection that these mRNA technologies that were rushed to market in warp speed by our hero, Donald Trump, are dangerous. And that they are causing heart issues, they are causing liver issues, cancer issues, clotting. A lot of problems with these mRNA vaccines, according to these two. And they put a documentary out, again, it's called Until Proven Otherwise.
1: It is my duty and responsibility as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine has likely played a significant role or been a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias, and heart failure since 2021.
0: And what's interesting about that is when you combine a lot of these ingredients that baked this cake, think of the censorship that went on. You could not talk about this. I got kicked off of Facebook, Twitter, for mentioning that these uh, vaccines might be dangerous. You just get kicked off. You couldn't talk about it. They would not allow a debate or a conversation very similar to the way they treat global climate change. We said it's true, and that's the end of it. Roll up your sleeve, get that vaccine. And if you don't, you're a murderer. They want to make these things mandatory. Our government called the military, said you had to take these things or you couldn't stay in the military. Think about that. And if you're Donald Trump, don't you go, I'm the one to warp speed this thing together. I'm the one to put the $6.2 trillion CARES Act together. And people are blaming Biden for inflation. I think it's a a one-party system up there. I wouldn't blame either one. I'd blame who's writing the bills because these people don't read them. And that includes Trump and Biden and everybody else. They don't read these bills. You think anybody in Congress read that 4,000-page bill written by the uh, uh, defense contractors and the uh, multinational corporations? As Nancy Pelosi said, we've got to pass it to find out what's in it. I mean, think about that. You got the Speaker of the House openly saying we got to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Oh, that's a great idea. That sounds like democracy. That sounds like a republic to me. It's ridiculous. Here is Peter McCullough.
2: 200 papers showing that the myocarditis causes heart damage and a scar, and then the scar becomes the basis for cardiac arrhythmia. And then the arrhythmia is responsible for the sudden death that we're seeing. And we're seeing sudden death now on a massive scale in younger people. Um, It's my view, it's the COVID 19 vaccine until proven otherwise.
0: So there's a lot of doctors. It's not just these two, there are thousands of doctors. If you're on alternative media, one doctor after another says that these MRNA technologies are dangerous. Some call it a bioweapon. You know, I don't know if I want to go that far. And I certainly don't want to believe that, so I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of stay to, to what I see. Uh, but I do see a lot of young people getting sick. I see society getting sicker. I see society divided, all on what is obviously, or what was obviously, a lie told by the administration. Both of them. Millions, if not billions and trillions of dollars all surrounded with this COVID hysteria, scared the country half to death. And I can't get over the propaganda campaign. I just, you know, I did episode 30 of my podcast and I said, how can this be happening? This is before the uh, rollout of the vaccines. But I said, how can everybody, the right, the left, uh, the religions, uh, the uh, religious leaders, the heads of corporations, the heads of all these media companies, all these TV personalities, actors, actresses, influencers, everybody said, you got to get these vaccines, you got to get these vaccines. And now we found out, or now we find out, that they weren't even tested. Here is Vivek Murphy. Vivek Murphy. this was going into the holidays. He wants to make sure that you are up to date on your vaccines. Check this out. Hi, I'm Dr. Vivek Murthy, Surgeon General of the United States, reminding you that the most important thing you can do
1: to keep yourself your loved ones, and your community safe from COVID-19 is to get an updated COVID vaccine. These vaccines are easy to get and proven to protect you from serious illness. Visit vaccines.gov to find one today.
0: Thanks so much and travel safely. Even the voice and the cadence is hypnotizing. Vivek Murthy, by the way, is from Harvard and Yale. I want to move over to this other clip too. This is MSNBC. Whenever I see... uh, uh, Zeke Emanuel, I mean, you talk, the, the largest, he is the biggest con artist. But here he is on MSNBC. He is with Katie Turd. Let me tell you who these people are because if you're a club member fan and you know how the club works, Katie K is interviewing Zeke Emanuel. Katie K is from Oxford. She went to school in Oxford. Zeke Emanuel is from Harvard. Katie Kay, uh, the interviewer, she is married to a guy named Tom Carver. He's a BBC reporter, and he is the head of global communications for the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. These are players. When you get into the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and these types of folks, that's the structure. That's the club. You work for them or you work with them. But that's what's going on here. But check out this. Uh, check out what Katie K says at the very beginning of this because apparently her kids are sick of the vaccines. They've got a little bit of sense, but Katie K says that is just... Well, you pay it. Uh, check this out. Here we go. But I had a strange conversation with my 22-year-old, my
2: 16-year-old last night, and I said, okay, I've booked you in for COVID updates. You're both back for the holidays. You're going to get your boosters, and both of them said, no, we don't want to. We've had enough vaccines, and we don't think we need them. How can you
0: – I was a, sort of shocked and appalled. She was shocked and appalled that her kids got a drop of set. Thimbles full of common sense her kids have it, and she says, no, 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 I'm appalled. Unbelievable. Now listen to this answer, because Zeke Emanuel – Terrific con man, by the way. He was a part of the ACA. His brother, Rahm Emanuel, was the chief of staff for uh, Barack Obama. Then he was the mayor of Chicago. Very connected family. Listen to what he has to say. But is this the kind of
2: response you're seeing from young people at the moment, that they just they think this is over and they don't need any more vaccines?
1: Yes, uh, but I do would say that, you know, we keep thinking vaccines are going to prevent getting covid they don't prevent getting right. covid
0: they don't prevent you getting covid but they sold it that way for months on end a massive propaganda campaign made everybody that didn't roll up their sleeve and get the gene therapies out to be a murderer don't care about anybody but yourself we're all in this together get your vaccine a massive propaganda campaign and now you got zeke Emanuel from harvard saying it doesn't prevent you from getting covid unbelievable
1: illness, hospitalization, and death, and young people think they're invincible. And yes, Mm -hmm. they are at lower risk from COVID, but that's not zero risk. There are only two things that really can prevent transmission of COVID, the COVID virus. One is a good mask, an N95 mask, and wearing it, especially in crowded situations on airplanes and transportation. And the other is better indoor ventilation.
0: They're not going to give up. I'm telling you, they're not going to give up. They need COVID. It's a control game, and they like it. They want you wearing those masks. I think they think it's funny if they can get you to wear that mask. I do. I think they crack up at it. I think when they walk around and they see people wearing masks, I think they flip out laughing. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me. Uh, Further club updates. I mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, Andrew Cuomo and Kellyanne Conway were out dining together on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Remember Sebastian Gorka, I love the voice, Sebastian Gorka here, remember that guy? He's out on Twitter, and he's got these two standing next to each other, and it says, if you know who she is, if you know who she really is, you're not surprised at all. Speaking of Kellyanne Conway. Now, Kellyanne Conway, as many of you know, she was married to George Conway. George Conway, Harvard and Yale guy, club member. He was out on Twitter on a daily basis attacking Donald Trump while she was in his inner circle. So Kellyanne Conway, who originally started with uh, Ted Cruz, who's from Harvard, now she's married to George Conway, representing Donald Trump. And as she's representing Donald Trump, George Conway, who's now an MSNBC contributor, is pounding away at Donald Trump, calling him a Nazi, uh, calling him a, a a rapist, a sexist, every every name you can think of. He was out there on Twitter banging away at Donald Trump. So Sebastian Gorka says... If you really know who Kellyanne Conway is, you're not surprised that she's hanging out with Andrew Cuomo. And if you remember Andrew Cuomo, the New York uh, governor, everybody on the left loved him during COVID. They're like, why can't Trump be more like him? He's fantastic. Uh, it's bizarre. Let me get into this. Uh, these elections. Uh, you know what? More. I, let me give you one more. I may run out of time here, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the uh, press secretary for the establishment for Adolf Magoo Biden, uh, this is how tight these connections are between the media and our government. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's from Colombia. She is in a relationship with Suzanne Malvo, a major player at CNN. Suzanne Malvo, she's from Harvard and Colombia. These two are in a relationship. Uh, one's a mouthpiece for the CIA and global intelligence, CNN, and the other is the mouthpiece for the establishment. I mean, could you be any closer? They are literally in bed together. If, they, if the First Amendment was working properly and the press held the government accountable, would the mouthpiece for the establishment be sleeping with the mouse, mouthpiece for CNN? I mean, come on. It's it's just ridiculous. It's just that nobody really knows what's going on. So they allow these things to happen. Let me quickly get through these elections because I want to get into uh, Catherine Austin Fitz in the final segment. There's a guy named Loy Brunson, L-O-Y Brunson. He has got a case that is going before the Supreme Court of the United States on January 6th of 2023. What's interesting about this case, and I can't imagine anything good will happen with it, because I think the courts are rigged too. But, it's, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, of course. Um, but nonetheless, they, he's got a case coming before the Supreme Court of the United States that he says, he's kind of a Joe Schmo type of guy, and he says that 300-plus members of Congress uh, did not uh, follow their oath did not follow the oath of the Constitution to investigate when there was a disruption in the 2020 election that they had the duty to investigate it before they certified that election. They didn't do it, so they did not. uh, They broke their oath, and he says they should. it's a constitutional issue. They should never be able to serve in public life again, and the courts are willing to hear it. He tells the story that he sent it into the Supreme Court of the United States, and they tell him how to adjust um, his... uh, how he wrote up the uh, the complaint and send it back to him so they could rush it and then they put it on the docket for January sixth, twenty twenty three. I think nothing will happen from it, but something you might want to pay attention to. Again, it's the Lloyd Brunson case um, against three hundred plus Congress people for breaking their oath. That is on one six of twenty twenty three. Let me get to uh, just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this up. So there's a lot of people involved. Uh, that are heavy duty in the club down in Arizona. You see how that whole thing works down there when you start to unwrap it. Um, It's not just that the machines went down and Katie Hobbs didn't debate anybody. There's a lot of people involved with the DOD, the FBI, uh, voting machines, uh, all down in Arizona. But before we get to all of that information, because it's going to take me a little bit, I'm going to have to move it into the front part of the third segment. Here is a witness before the trial. Now, remember, in Arizona, after all the shenanigans that went on down there in that, uh, that ridiculous election in Maricopa County, the judge gave them two days to sort it all out. Check this out. This is a witness saying that there is no way that the ballots, the 19-inch ballots, uh, would be uh, misread in a 20-inch image. It was done on purpose. Check it out.
1: Is there any way, in your opinion... For a 19-inch ballot image to be projected on a 20-inch ballot by accident. No, sir. Why not? Because the settings and the configurations and the procedures that are used cannot allow that. These are
0: not a bump against the printer and the settings change. He says it was done on purpose. He says that the way the ballots were entered into the machines in Maricopa County was done by an administrator it could not have been an accident stay with us we'll be right back had are you in the the
1: stay where you are
0: we'll be right back everybody welcome back again my name is rob carter and you are listening to the rob carter show i want to clarify that final clip in segment two what the witness was trying to say is that a 20 inch ballot had a 19 inch image on it so when you put the vote into the machine it didn't line up and the votes were getting kicked out and what should have caused you concern if you're paying attention like i am was that in real time, when that was going on, when the computer systems were going down, the voting systems, in heavily Republican areas in Maricopa County, these two guys come out there. Uh, one of them is named Bill Gates. Not the Bill Gates, but another Bill Gates. And he says, don't worry about it. It's going into the machines. It doesn't work. We can do a hand ballot. We put it in this little box here, and we have a re- representative from the Republicans and the Democrats. We'll sort it all out. Well, if you know it's a uniparty, and you know this is a big game, professional wrestling, what good does it mean to me or what? how does it help me that a Republican and a Democrat are going to vote? It's a uniparty. They could make Santa Claus the next governor of Arizona. And everybody go, oh, Santa Claus won. Right in. Santa Claus got it. Nobody pays attention to how absurd these things are. But Bill Gates from Harvard uh, was out there on election day saying nothing to see here. The machines aren't working. Just put it in this little box here. We'll have a representative from the Democrats and the Republicans will count it later. That's one. Then I saw this on Twitter from reporter Chuck Colesto. This is what he writes. Bombshell report, Democrat donor Kevin Runbeck, who filed a patent application for a computer system that does on-screen ballot duplication linked to thousands of mail-in ballots in pristine condition that were counted in Fulton County, Georgia's 2020 election. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this show, I've said it to you. I watched the witnesses before the state Senate's in all of the five major counties that were contesting the 2020 election. And what they said was there were ballots that were being counted as mail-in ballots that were in pristine condition. They weren't sealed. They weren't folded. Let's put our Colombo head on for just a second. If you mail in a ballot and it doesn't have any creases in it, should it be counted? Would you think it's a little suspect that stacks of pristine ballots are being counted as mail-in ballots when they're unfolded. You figure it out. So later on in that Twitter, um, uh, later on in Twitter, that's that same Twitter feed, there's a guy that posts an article and it says, Maricopa using Runbeck again to scan ballots with no observers. So you've got a heavy Democrat donor by the last name Runbeck who has ballot duplication machines, and he's involved with the election in Georgia, and in Arizona, you make sense of that, okay? Start there. Here's another tweet by a guy named Jonathan. He was running for office somewhere, but just pay attention to the tweet. He's got a picture of this woman. Her name is Lori Corrick. This is what it says on Twitter, and I checked it all out. It's all it's it's all true. Definitely do not look into the background of Arizona's Director of Elections, Corey Lorick, or that DHS, FBI, DNC, and Soros poured 12 million into EIP to track conservatives online, or that funding finished right after she was installed to replace Sambo Dull, a Perkins Coy alum. Now, remember Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy, by the way, was the law firm that was involved in the Russian collusion hoax. Okay, so keep that in your head. This is Corey Lork. This is what it says about her in her bio. Uh, Corey Lorick has served as Arizona State's elections director since July 2021. She previously worked for the Federal Bureau of Investigations Cyber Division. Huh. So we got an FBI agent and a heavily uh, de- a heavy Democrat donor involved in the ele- Arizona elections with a guy that came out in real time during the voting in Maricopa County, who's from Harvard. Saying there's nothing to see here, we got a representative from the Democrats, we have a representative from the Republicans. Even though these ballots aren't working, we're going to fill uh, fill them out by hand and we'll count them later. Nothing to see here. It's amazing. And this EIP, what this person's talking about is, they were basically using contractors to shut down the uh, opponents of any Democrat running. So you, they were they were censoring opposition to the establishment. And they were using contractors to do it so they didn't get their hands dirty. That's the idea behind that article. Now, this guy is all over Twitter talking about the Arizona elections. His name is Mark Elias. If you are a a political person, Mark Elias is uh, he's he's a big, big player. He was involved in the Obama administration, the Clinton administration. He's the real deal. He's a former Perkins Coy alum, and he is now the law firm representing Katie Hobbs down in Arizona. This is the establishment times 10. He's coming from D.C. to represent Katie Hobbs. He puts out on Twitter, Nevada Supreme Court issues unanimous opinion denying Republican National Committee's effort to politicize review of signatures on email ballots. Cements victory for the DSCC and the DCCC and Nevada voters. Proud of Elias Law Group team. So he's a Perkins Coy guy. He's defending in court. Katie Hobbs, and he's, he's very proud that they're not even going to look at the signatures on the mail-in ballots. Why even waste your time with it, Mark Elias says, from Perkins Coy, attached to the Clintons, attached to the Obamas, a major player in the Democratic National Committee. Now then, here's the last piece of this little puzzle, just to show you how many players are in this game. So now that Katie Hobbs is the official Democrat-elect governor of Arizona, She's going to bring in a woman by the name of Teresa Cullen. Teresa Cullen, it says in her bio, Teresa Cullen is the acting deputy director of the Department of Defense, another fed. And if you know anything about the Department of Defense, they were heavily invested in the vaccines and the whole COVID-19 scam. Teresa Cullen is the active deputy director of the Department of Defense, DOD, Department of Veterans Affairs Interagency Program Office. Uh, pay attention to this too, because and when we play these clips from uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, you're going to hear some language in here that I want you to pay attention to. It says, "Dr. Cullen, yeah, let me get to here first. Uh, she is in charge of the implementation of the integrated electronic health record and the virtual lifetime electronic records health system." So when, when the uh, when basically the federal government took over healthcare with Obamacare, the ACA. And everybody goes, oh, we don't want to pay them. What they really wanted to do was get your information. They put it on a digital platform. That's what this lady's all about. She's about getting your health information on a digital platform. It's all for your own good, of course. But I thought I had privacy with me and my doctor. If I got something I don't want anybody to know about, I want it to be between me and my doctor. I don't want you to know. But no, no, no. Now it's digital. She's a part of the DOD and heavily invested in it. And what she's paying, what she's Involved with, here's here's what I want you to remember: EHR, electronic health record, and EMR, electronic medical records. Okay, this is this this is the deal. They want your medical, they want your information on a digital platform, so the U.S. government can track you. I don't think they're making any bones about it. Now I want to move over to Catherine Austin Fitz because Catherine Austin Fitz again, her website is Solari, S-O-L. A-R-I dot com. Solari dot com. I love her work. Um, I happen to agree with her on just about every single word that comes out of her mouth. She's a major player. She was in uh, the G.H.W. Bush administration. She was the first woman to run this huge bank out of Pennsylvania, an investment bank. And she did an interview lately, or just recently, where she goes through a series of topics that I think you should hear. Her answers are fantastic. First one is about a woman uh, who's a pharmaceutical industry executive who says that these have to be bioweapons, these MRNA technologies that we all went out and rolled our sleeves up to take. She said it cannot be for, uh, it's not a medicine. It's not for, uh, for, for good. It's for bad. It's a bioweapon. Here's how that conversation went.
2: But she makes a compelling case that this was not a vaccine. It was not a pharmaceutical. It was not a medicine. She says it's a, a weapon. The variability in the batches is far too great for it to be classified or described uh, as a medicine or pharmaceutical. And, of course, if you look at the damage it's doing, you can only conclude, therefore, that it's a weapon. And that's what she describes. And she's a very experienced seasoned pharmaceutical executive. I mean, this is somebody who's coming from the industry and really knows the ins and outs of the definitions and legal definitions and regulations, et cetera. So... um, I think we're at a point where the you know, you have very serious doctors and scientists looking just at the facts that are known and saying, you know, we're now staring down um, the barrel of a mass atrocity. This is a mass atrocity. This is a depopulation. This is a genocide.
0: Now look, I don't want to get into the depopulation conversation. All I say is keep an eye on what happens over the next two to three years. Are people getting sicker? Are we starting to see more people die from these unknown deaths, dying suddenly from things people can't explain? There's a lot of people. There's a a ton of doctors that think this was a bioweapon that our own government fast-tracked to get into your bloodstream. Now, keep that in mind, and I want you to listen to this guy. His name is U.S. Space Commander Physician Dr. Bill Deagle. This is in 2006. Listen very close to what he says about E. EMR. Go.
1: EMR is an electronic choker chain on your doctor, that if they don't do what their Nazi Dr. Mengele commanders tell them, they'll yank their license, they'll yank their chain, they'll prosecute them and they'll imprison them. So a large and very powerful leg of the new world disorder is your doctor. Because most of the really bad things they want to do to you, including implantation of chips. Vaccines that are psychotronic that will rewire your brain. Vaccines that will insert DNA to alter your genetics. Vaccines that will cause cancer. Vaccines that will program so that you will actually be sensitized. I call brain tenderized to ELF technology that can transfer thoughts and insert them into your mind and your body and control your very physiology using scalar technologies. All of these have been developed and your doctor will administer them just like the big pharma drugs that are administered that are slowly killing our elderly population and turning them into demented fools. Okay? If you think that politics is corrupt, medicine is a thousand times more corrupt.
0: Now, I've done a little research, talked to several people, and it turns out that the medical industry is suspect at best. Now, in these interviews with Catherine Austin Fitz, that was Bill Deagle. This is Catherine Austin Fitz. She talks a lot about mind control, and mind-control techniques through propaganda that we, I mean, if you're aware of it, and you, once I I say it all the time, once you see how this propaganda machine works, you can't unsee it. Everything has propaganda in it nowadays, but it all pushes you in one direction. It divides you. um, It keeps you in fear. I mean, that is the game plan, and she talks all about that in this interview that she does, but I want to move you forward just a little bit because Twitter and uh, Elon Musk, Now, he's the champion of free speech. You know I'm a little skeptical of that as well. But his major play is AI, artificial intelligence. And he's got a company called Neuralink. It's the hooking up of the human brain to a machine. Here's what she had to say just about mind control and Neuralink. Clip number three, go.
2: You know, I've always said that crime that pays is crime that stays. And what we've watched since 1998 is incredible crime in the implementation of a financial coup they've gotten away with it and the more they get people to ingest massive amounts of propaganda disinformation entrainment subliminal programming, you know all the mind control tricks now they know that can't last forever which is why they're now talking about putting a chip in you or you know putting a neural, link neural in larynx. your head and all these crazy things that's so they can assert complete control even when you disagree with them.
0: Okay, keep all that in the back of your head. Here's what she had to say about Trump because she was a Trump supporter. I believe at one time she kind of went through the same process as me. But here's what she had to say because this interviewer loves Donald Trump. But here's what she had to say about his involvement in Warp Speed. Do you think that he uh, ordered the deal this thing and that he had a trade off and the trade off was well you get your check
1: but some of you are going to die.
2: You know something I have no idea what was going on and I don't care because. You had the president roll out something that in March 2020, I was sure was going to harm and kill millions of Americans. And he he either has two reasons for doing it. He's incompetent or he is breaking the law. Which do you want? I don't I don't know. I I wasn't there. I can't say. But I, I know what I knew, and I know what I hold him responsible to know, and I know what he did.
1: Well, and I know what
2: I would have done. I would never, you know, I would have taken a bullet in the head before I would I would implement a calling of the American population.
0: I would, too. I would not rush medicines through this FDA and CDC out to the American uh, public and then tell people it's good for you and you got to take it or you're going to kill grandma. I just wouldn't have done it. Let me tell you about my sponsor, uh, Mike and Beverly Sloan, over at Elite Printing and Packaging. If you have a product that needs to be packaged, they can custom make anything for you, any kind of packaging. If you have any printing for your business that you need, call Mike and Beverly at 636 561 8970. I cannot recommend them high enough. If you want to email them, Elite Solutions Group.com. Use the code word Patriot and you'll get free artwork and design. For your first project that's all I got everyone have a wonderful rest of your weekend we'll see you next Sunday at five o'clock on the Rob Carter show take care <laughs> away the time. Are you, the you had enough of mine? are you reeling in the, away the time. this is S. All one.